Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've talked about love, joy, peace, patience, and today we're addressing kindness. These are, of course, all characteristics of the Holy Spirit, but we can have them too, Colin. Yes, he's wanting to recreate these characteristics within our lives. Kindness. Now, that's a very interesting word. You know, it's not one that you hear a great deal about in the Christian community. It's it's almost as if people are afraid of it in a sense that um, if Christians are thought to be kind, they're thought by the world to be goody goody, you know. And um, well, actually, it's not a bad thing to be goody goody in the right way. It's much better than being baddie baddie, isn't it? And often the people that accuse Christians of being goody-goodies are baddie-baddie, and uh, they just want to divert attention away from themselves. But I think kindness is a wonderful word, because what the scriptures reveal, and um, David says this um, in, in the Psalms, is that God is kind. Now, you see, if all these fruit of the Spirit, qualities of the Spirit, uh, are qualities of God, then we could say, well, God is love, which the Scripture says. God is joy. He is the God of joy, which the Scripture says. He is the God of peace. He is the God of patience. And He is the God of kindness. Where would we be without the kindness of God? Now, we saw yesterday that uh, you, you were asking me about tolerance, and I was saying that tolerance is really more related to mercy than to patience. And mercy is really another name for kindness. You see, God expresses his kindness in being patient and merciful. I think this is why Paul in this list puts patience and kindness together. He knows that. He appreciates that. God is infinitely kind to us. He expresses that, that, that kindness in not dealing with us as we deserve. He doesn't judge us. He doesn't condemn us. He doesn't beat us or scold us or whip us or punish us when, when we sin because Jesus bore all our punishment for us on the cross. He is infinitely kind. He is long-suffering. He is merciful. He is tolerant. He awaits the time when we will turn to him and submit to his will and his way, and to do, th do what he wants, rather than just to persist in our own ways. And so uh, the principle in the New Testament is very clear that in every way that God 
acts towards us, we are to act towards others. So, because he is kind to us, we're to be kind to others. Patient and tolerant, yes, but we are not to judge, not to condemn, not to um, expect too much of people before they're able to express the life of God within them. Um, but we're actually to do acts of kindness, acts of mercy, acts of love, acts of grace. We're to show in all these things that they're not just qualities, but they're qualities that lead to very practical expression of what we do in our life. So a person who is kind will do kind deeds. And often those kind deeds will be uh, at a cost to themselves. So, you know, um, it may be that there is an act of kindness that you decide to do for someone at a time that is most inconvenient to you. Uh, it may be that you want to give something and actually what you give is precious to you. But you understand that the need of that other person is greater than your need. So it's an act of kindness. You often see that, that there are people that lack love, assurance, encouragement. And you could ignore them. You could just go your way. You could walk on the other side, like the characters in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Or you could go to the person, like the Good Samaritan did, bind up their wounds, pay for them, <laughs> Um, in, in whatever way, you know, if it's necessary to be cared for. Uh, these are acts of kindness. They're acts of love. They're acts of mercy. They're acts of grace. We're surrounded by so much need. How do you decide who to help, who to be kind to? We're almost overstretched, aren't we? Yes. Um, you know, there's a a great saying that the need does not constitute the call. Uh, but we have the Holy Spirit within us. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, moves us to action. That, that's what the scripture says. Uh, he prompts us. Uh, and you just feel that you should do something. Um, now, one of the things I, I think we, we probably will make mistakes in learning this, but uh, one of the things we do need to learn is the difference between our natural emotional response to a situation and the leading of the Holy Spirit to cause us to do the act of kindness that is going to actually matter in that particular situation. Sometimes we can just react emotionally. You know, you see, for example, the pictures of 
of people in famine or need uh, or sickness, and and there's an emotional response, um, and of course there are certain charities that pay play upon the emotional response of people, not Christians but anybody. Um, but then as Christians, I think we need to be a little bit more considered that I'd say, well, that's my emotional response now, Lord. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to give? You just learn to pause and and just to say, well, I'm responding to this need because it's put in front of me, but there's 101 other needs. Now, is this really where you want me to channel my resources, Lord? Um, out of the kindness of your heart, that is what you want to do. But you know that what matters is that you channel the resources that God has given you in the way that he is telling you to. And therefore, you express his kindness in the way that will please the Lord. And this is what you see in the outworking of Jesus' ministry when he was on earth, that, you know, kindness just oozed out of him. He was so kind to the poor, the desperate, the needy, the prostitutes, the outcasts, the lepers. He was just kind, and they loved him for it. But it wasn't a naive sort of kindness, was it? I mean, sometimes as Christians, we can be accused of being naive and a soft touch. You know, yeah, you, you walk through the streets of London and you give money to somebody who's obviously on drugs. I mean, that is not being kind, is it? No, or is it? I think no. I don't think it is. Um, you know, there there is a scripture to give everyone who to everyone who is in need, or to everyone who begs. But um, you know, I think um, if if somebody if you're if you're going to give money to someone that will be used to help their destruction, then you're not really being kind. Uh, you know, there is a saying, isn't there? You've got to be cruel to be kind. I mean, that is true sometimes, that we have to give people not what they want, but what they need. And that can be actually inconvenient for us, can't it? Yes, but I mean, you see this um, even in the bringing up of your children. I mean, if you love your children, you want to be kind to your children. But you know that you're not to spoil your children. I mean, nothing is worse than a spoiled brat. Um, and I mean, how dangerous. I, I, I mean, a lot, of, a, lot of a lot of parents do not understand that if they are, if, if they are spoiling their children, that can ruin their children for the rest of their lives because even in their adult life, they will not be able to relate properly either to God or to other people until they get over having been spoiled as children. Colin, I'm sure we're going to continue with the characteristics of the Holy Spirit next week because we haven't finished, but just in closing this week, interesting that none of these qualities need words. No, they're all in action, you see. This is what I'm saying. And this is why John... Uh, in his first epistle said, let us not love um, just with words. Well, he doesn't say just with words. He said, let us not love with words, but let us love with deeds in action and in truth. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 